0: Hello and welcome to Suspense from otrgold.com. This episode will begin after a brief message from our sponsors.
1: Autolite and its 98,000 dealers bring you Mr. Charles Lawton in tonight's presentation of
2: Suspense. Tonight. Autolite presents a story about a man whose name was synonymous with death—a true story, which we call Jack Ketch. Our star, Mister Charles Lutton.
1: Hey, sheriff, are you shooting at me? Sure am, Wilcox. You know someone who fires faster than me? I'm the fastest. No, no, no. Earned... Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Not someone, sheriff. Something. A spark plug. A spark plug? Sure, a spark plug must fire at the rate of a thousand times a minute at normal driving speeds to give you the smooth performance and economy you expect from your car. And that's why you should have your spark plugs in your car checked regularly by your Autolite spark plug dealer. Well, suppose he finds they aren't in perfect shape, Wilcox. Well, if they're worn out or wrong for your style of driving, he will replace them with ignition-engineered Autolite spark plugs the spark plugs that are world famous for quality and performance. How do I locate my nearest Autolite spark plug dealer? Just look for the dealer displaying the Autolite spark plug sign or call Western Union by number and ask for Operator 25. She will gladly tell you the name of your nearest Autolite spark plug dealer. And remember, from bumper to tail light, you're always right with Autolite. And
2: now, Autolite presents transcribed Jack Ketch... Starring Mr. Charles Lawton, and hoping once again to keep you in suspense.
3: Evening, Mr. Price. Evening, William. Cold enough. <laughs> Hard day for you, Mr. Price. I must say, I'm fair wore out. What you need is a bit of the old warman for the cockles. That's true, out true. It's cruel work for a man in this weather. Well, you walk down to the blue ball, Mr. Price. Have yourself a dollar.
4: I'd thought of it, but I happen to be a little short of funds tonight, William. I wonder if you... Oh,
3: can... here. <laughs> Have one for me, Mr. Price.
4: Oh, it's very nice of you, I must say, William. Very nice. Good night. <laughs> nice little rat, that William Hartley. Got to keep an eye on him. Hartley. What rights he got to look at me like that? I know what he's thinking. Get my job, fat chance of that. I'll see him turned off first. Good, I got a thirst. Uh, should go home, I suppose. he will be grassy out of all Nick Letter Grass. I got my rights. Blue boar for me.
0: <laughs>
4: <laughs>
2: Evening, one and all. Evening.
4: Evening, Mr. White, Mrs. White, Mr. Loam. Oi, Granny, spry as ever. Here. Here, what's all this? Somebody (laughs) dead? So that's the way it is, is it? Keeper, ale! I said Ale! Ale, perhaps you didn't hear me the first time. Can you pay for it? Yeah, I can pay for it. And more, don't worry about me, I can pay for anything. You hear that? All of you! I don't need a bloody one of you! You'll all come to me one of these days.
2: Ale. I heard
3: uh, the watchmen are looking for somebody. He don't pay his debts, and he's going to Marshalsea Prison for it. Who said that?
4: Who said it? I wonder who's going to get Jack Ketch's job when he's at office. Who called me that? My name is Price. John Price. John Price! John Price! You hear what I say? John Price.
0: Oh, I have such an horrible pain in me throat, Mr. Ketch, dear. Do you have a cure? (laughs) (laughs)
3: Got any old clothes for sale today, Mr. Ketch?
4: Shut your faces, a lot of you. Stop, I'll do you a mischief. That's what you hear. You, 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 stop it. Yeah, 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 That's enough. I mean, none of that near. If you want to, i come over to the table and drink it. Otherwise. Oh! Sorry I lost my temper. I'm sorry. I'm just very tired tonight. Accept my apologies, keeper. I don't accept nothing from
3: you. Except your money. I have to do that because I have to serve you. My daughter says so. any trouble from you, and out. That's a fact, and don't forget it.
4: Why do they do that? Why? It's always like this. Either they won't say a blinking word or behave in that awful way. Can't they understand? I'm just like anyone else. I do me job same as anyone. It gets lonely, a man sitting by himself, swilling ale all by himself. I wish I had some money. I mean, some of the actual coppers. I'd have friends then, lots of them. What was it they were saying about the watchman looking for me? I can't do that. I'll pay the debts what I owe. If I could only get a good job or two, why don't they let a man alone? It's not fair. (laughs) Not
3: fair. What ain't fair, Mr. Price? Uh, who's that? Oh, William, William Artley. You, anyway, eh? Got off late tonight, didn't you? That's right, Mr. Price. Having a bit of a guzzle, eh? I will not stand familiarity, William Artley, and kindly remember your place and station. No offense intended. None taken, I owe. Granted. Uh, Mind if I sit down with me mug? I don't mind. (sighs) Oh, long hours, short pay. That's the way of it. William Hartley, why do you talk to me? Why not, Mr. Price? You're my superior, ain't you? In a way, I have to talk to you. I don't want you to have to...
4: I want you to want to.
3: I sympathize. I want a friend. I want people to smile at me on the streets and talk to me and like me. Oh, you've got a burden, Mr. Price, and no mistake.
4: William, how would you like to lend
3: me five sovereigns? I could pay you back with interest. I've got one or two odd debts to pay in. Oh, I? I heard about that, Mr. Price. Harry White was saying... Harry
4: White, what's do he you know? He's out of mid job like you, William Hartley. You don't pull the wool over my eyes. I know, I know. How could you think such a thing, Mr. Remember, Price? Remember, I'm not out of office yet. Remember, you stay nice to me, William, because
3: I have a position. How about a couple of sovereigns. I know you've got it, so there's no use... I'd like to oblige, Mr. Price, so help me, I would. But me wife's expectant again, and you know how it is with another mouth to feed. How about a copper's worth of ale, then? You know, I was going to buy one for you, Mr. Price, but when I reached into me pocket, I found I'd just enough for me own mug.
4: William Hartley, you're a dirty, sneaking little liar. Oh, Mr.
3: Price.
4: Don't you never find yourself in trouble? Because if you do, it's John Price is going to be there taking loving care of you. Oh, Harry, you are a one.
0: Now, you stop it. Anyone would think that we...
4: Hello, Mr. White, Mrs. White. Good evening.
0: Come on, Elizabeth. Going to be going out. All right,
4: Harry. I said hello, that's all. I didn't do no harm, just hello. Oh, well, hello, that's all. William Arkley, he came to the blue ball to laugh at me. That's how he gets his pleasure. They all do. When I go down, it's going to be the same. Wish I was dead.
0: John Price? That you? Where you been? I had a piece of mutton on the table at six o'clock.
4: Hello, Bet, How's the kid?
0: Where you been? Why? I should have known. You have been boozing at the Blue boa. Spent every
4: blessed penny. I was tired, Ben. I thought a sup would help. Sup? Sweetheart, we got a few shillings put by, haven't we?
0: Oh, no, you don't. He's
4: desperate bet, girl. they'll have me in debtor's prison. I had the talk tonight. Do your good. Don't say that, love. I only need it for a week or two at the most. I've got to raise every penny I can.
0: That money's for me and the kid. You don't touch a father.
4: I lose me job.
0: Don't make me laugh. Your job. <laughs> Call that a job? I'm ashamed. I'm ashamed to have people know me name.
4: Now, bet I'm your husband. It's your duty to obey me. You give me what money you've got in the house, or i
0: Or what? What'll you do, Jack Ketch? Betty! What'll you do to Mrs. Jack Ketch, you murderer? <laughs> murderer! My husband, what's he do for an honest living? Why, he's a murderer. Oh, no, Mother, no, no, no. what does Daddy do? He's oh, no, got a lovely job, me. Sonny, didn't you know? Don't, yes, don't, dear don't, old Dad don't. turns people off for our oh, bread. No. Yes, Jack Ketch the groom of the ladder, don't. the public hangman!
4: Hangman! Oh <laughs>
2: Autolite is bringing you Mr. Charles Lawton in Jack Ketch. Tonight's production in radio's outstanding theater of thrills, Suspense.
1: Say, Wilcox, what's this here about the Autolite Resistor spark plug? Why, Sheriff, it's acclaimed as the most able, amazing, and ambitious advance in spark plugs for automotive use in the past 20 years. Yes, well, inform me why, Wilcox. Well, you see, Sheriff, the Autolite Resistor spark plug has something extra. That extra is the exclusive Autolite 10,000-ohm resistor that's built right into the spark plug for extra advantages important to every motorist. But what's that mean to me, Wilcox? It means that the built-in resistor in the Autolite resistor spark plug permits a wider gap setting, which makes possible advantages such as smoother engine performance, quick starts, and double spark plug life. That's why Autolite resistor spark plugs are used as original equipment on many leading makes of our finest cars. So, friends, visit your nearest Autolite spark plug dealer soon. He carries a complete line of Autolite spark plugs for every use. And remember, from bumper to taillight,
2: you're always right with Autolite. And now, Autolite brings back to our Hollywood soundstage Mr. Charles Lawton in Elliot Lewis's production of Jack Ketch. A tale well calculated to keep you in suspense.
4: I suppose it was wrong to beat her like that. What's a man to do? So what with my debts and what I'd done to bet? Here I am in marshalsea prison, not the first time I've been here. What a stupid thinking all of us together the muck of london men women and dogs there's one lad the ain't a bad coming yesterday he's got learning a gentleman you can see that thomas lovelace's name he's in debt to his eyes two thousand pounds i'll be here until i rot price i wouldn't say that so there's always hope you've been here before three times so this is my fourth and always for dead of course there was the matter of my wife betty this time
2: uh. What did you do for a living, Price? Shh,
4: why? What's the matter? Hadn't you noticed the others? They never talked to me, sir. So hadn't you noticed? No, not particularly. I'll haven't. tell you why. Because I was in the employ of His Majesty. In service to the Crown, that's why. That's why they don't talk to you? I suppose you won't either, So when I tell you. But you'll find out in a day or so
2: anyhow. What's the use? I'm the hangman. Hangman? Hangman? But I thought that Jack... Shh! That's what they call me. Oh.
4: I thought so. Go on, sir. I won't trouble you. You're a gentleman. You don't want the likes of me. Well, you haven't got a very savoury reputation, you know, Price. It was me job.
1: Somebody had to do it. I've heard that you rather enjoyed it. That is a lie. And what about the poor devils who paid you to put them out of their misery quickly?
4: Oh, I was happy to oblige... Poor souls. Sometimes they give me a few pence to help them through the awful passage to heaven. But Lord bless you, I did my best.
2: And if they didn't have any money?
4: Well, I wouldn't hold it against them, you know. Of course, I'm not denying that a nice, neat rack or press job was worth a few shillings extra. But wouldn't you have taken the money I ask now? wouldn't you?
1: I wouldn't have had your job pressed. Not for a million pounds.
4: Oh, well, that's the way of it. Each man to what he knows. Right, Mr. Lovelace? My profession is Angman. Yours is to be a gentleman. Am I right, sir? And we're both in debtor's prison. That gave him something to think about. He wasn't so iron-mighty after that. He never had visitors, and I didn't neither. That is not till one day, three months after I first come here. And it was William
3: Artley. And I didn't like the nasty weasel smile on him. Well, Price, I heard about your misfortune. And I came to sympathize. How thoughtful, William. Uh, How did they treat you in here, eh? Like a blooming earl, can't you see? Oof. Nasty smell down here. Well, they haven't brought in the fresh roses yet. Oh, yes. Hey, what about your debts, Price? Any luck? Yeah. Well, it's only
4: a matter of five pounds, William. William Hartley, you didn't you? You came here to help me. You're going to lend me the
3: money if I misjudged you, William, my good friend. You haven't misjudged me, Price. I didn't come here to lend you anything. I came here to see you add your health and spirits, and I brought you a prayer book for your poor soul to feed on. Oh, oh bloody. Hell. Change your ways, Price! Change your ways before oh, it. I'll you change, lighten- I'll change the shape of your to <laughs> <laughs> Turn you off properly, Mr. William Arkey. Uh, Price, Price, yes, let him go. Uh, you're you're let
4: him go. Uh, You'll get away from <laughs> <potentially>. you. Stop it! <laughs> Have you gone mad? You know what they'll do to you for this. I know.
3: I've given it to others. You shouldn't have done that, Ross. I won't forget. You pay for that.
4: I paid 30 lashes and slum gullion for a month. I wasn't going to forget William Artley, never in my life. It was mr lovelace who saved me a crust to two of two bread when i was brought up from the black hole that was the best meal i ever had then things was the same again the weeks went by i wrote a song ballad mr lovelace did the words in writing for me i called it the man of destiny's hard fortune whereby his hopeful harvest is like to be blasted Nobody bought it, though, and I still didn't have the money to pay my debts. When I heard about Betty and the kid, they'd run off and left me. That's when I made up my mind to get out of Marshalsea. That and William Hartley. I'd pay a little call on him. I told my idea to Mr. Lovelace one night. Mr. Lovelace, Yes? Come closer. Listen, I'm getting out, see. Now, you've treated me right. I'm willing to take you with me. But how can you? We've got these chains. It's impossible. No, it ain't. They take them off in the afternoon when we exercise, don't they? All right. That's the time. But how? Leave it to me. You want to go with me? I'd rather die trying and stay. All right, so here's what we do. There's a woodshed next to the gate in the yard. Doors always open. When we have our constitutional tomorrow, we up in there and wait till it's dark one of the keepers will see it. Yeah, there's a new one on. I've been watching him. He's been drunk for a week. Easy as pie. You wait. The next day we did it. Stayed hiding behind the wood until night. Felt funny without the on after so long. Then about ten o'clock we started out of the shed. I took a thick stick from the wood pile... It will be locked. Have to do a bit of climbing then, eh? Hey? All clear. Look, Keeper, he's asleep. But we have to pass him, supposing he wakes up. He won't. <laughs> Look, he- <laughs> You give me an hand up first and I'll pull you over. your hand. All right. Uh, here you come. Uh, there's London. Ain't that the loveliest sight? William Arthur is out there in it. Come on. We stayed together until we were well out of sight of the prison. Then Mr. Lovelace said goodbye. I'll leave you here, Price. I
1: can't thank you enough for helping me. We shan't meet again, I suppose, but...
4: I'll always remember you. Goodbye. And he went his way. A couple of minutes later, I found a broom maker... going home from selling his wares. And after a short argument... I had two silver shillings in my pocket. I tossed for it. William Artley now. all later... My first one. And that took me to the nearest alehouse in Bunhill Fields. Artley would have to wait, but not for long. I was going to do him a mischief, pay the little scut back before the night was out. It was two hours later that I left the alehouse with a lovely swishing in me belly and happiness in me head. Being drunk, I couldn't on me life remember what it was I had to do. I knew there was something. Oh, his groans was dreadful for to hear, as the stones they pressed upon him, and Jack stood solemn, not shedding a tear, when the author Hello there.
0: Elizabeth White. Is that you, John Price? I thought you were in marshalsea.
4: Elizabeth White? Well, I never... What you doing in Bunhill Fields this time of night?
0: I had an order of gingerbread to deliver. No. You frightened me. Who,
4: me? Why, well, I'm all right, you know. I've had one or two, but nobody can say. John Price can't behave like a
0: gentleman. (laughs) Oh, you are wicked. Oh,
4: I wish I was married to a sweet woman like you. Oh, how I envy your husband.
0: Now, now, Mr. Price.
4: I apologize. Humbly. Do you hate me?
0: Of course not. I never hated you. It was Harry didn't want me to talk
4: to you. I mean, you know, because I'm Angman.
0: Well, you're not anymore, anyway.
4: I'm really very gentle at heart, you know. Just misunderstood by one and all.
0: I suppose.
4: Elizabeth, I've always had a liking for you. Mr. Price. Have you got a little money put away? We could make it a business arrangement, just you and me. I'd pay you next month. How's that?
0: I haven't got anything, Mr. Price.
4: Hold on. maybe a shilling or two. Well, you must have copped something for the gingerbread. Please,
0: Mr. Price, my Harry, you will be awful. It ain't
4: honourable for a man in my position to be in debt. And there's no one to turn to. Come on. I'll pay you back. I swear it's desperate. No, Mr. Price. Where do you keep it, uh, eh? Uh, oh, stop it! You can have the watchman down and I'll stop it! Let me go! Where is it? Give it over, you hear me? Oh. Oh, I, you don't... I need this. I need it. I told you I'd pay it. Shut it off! Shut it, up! Shut it up! Uh... Well, here we are again. Newgate this time. A watchman got me, but it was too late for Elizabeth White. Afraid i had done her in. Poor soul. I'm to hang for it, so there you are. I can hear them coming for me now. It's like a last swig or something to see me on my way. William Hartley.
3: Are you ready, John
4: Price? You nasty little winkle. You mean you're the Angman? I am. Oh, blimey, I was coming back to turn you off, you maggoty worm, and I forgot her. You wouldn't be here now. I bear you no malice, John Price. Yeah, you won't make no Angman not for long, you won't. You wait,
3: you wait. They'll start calling you Jack Kitsch. You wait. It's me duty. I always knew that someday I'd find me calling to protect the people from such poor wretches as you. I have found it. Oh, blimey, I might have known it.
4: Bar me too. Well, I've got a brass farthing for you and me clothes won't fetch
3: tuppence, so... Blast you! I don't want neither. It's me job, John Price. Turning you off is me job. And that's what I'm about to do. You've come to a wicked end, as I knew you would. Well, if I am going to
4: nab the stifles and it's William Artley's gonna do it, I would better off dead. Here, William. You write something for me on the wall. i got some charcoal.
3: Uh, what? What do you want me to write?
4: Here died John Price, public hangman of London. He was turned off, Upon that gallows which he had served so well in his day. God save the king in the year sixteen hundred and eighty-six.
2: Suspense. A true story presented by Autolite. Tonight's star, Mr. Charles Lawton, will return in just a moment. This is Harlow Wilcox
1: speaking for Autolite, world's largest independent manufacturer of automotive electrical equipment. Autolite is proud to serve the greatest names in the industry. They are members of the Autolite family, as are the 98,000 Autolite distributors and dealers in the United States and thousands more in Canada and throughout the world. Our family also includes the nearly 30,000 men and women in 28 great Autolite plants from coast to coast and in Autolite plants in many foreign countries, as well as the 18,000 people who have invested a portion of their savings in Autolite. Every Autolite product is backed by constant research and precision built to the highest standards of quality and performance. So remember, from bumper to tail light... You're always right with Autolite.
4: This is Charles Lawton. Next week, the third member of our first drama quartet will be your guest. Mr. Charles Boyer will appear as a man who successfully played both sides of the law. VDAC's last case is the story and it will be heard next week
2: on Suspense Jack Ketch was written for Suspense by Anthony Ellis Suspense is transcribed and directed by Elliot Lewis Music was composed by Lucian Morwick and conducted by Lud Gluskin In tonight's story, Joe Kearns was heard as Hartley. Featured in the cast were Joan Banks, Doris Lloyd, Ben Wright Raymond Lawrence and Ramsey Hill.
1: Charles Lawton may be seen in the fall tour of the first drama quartet's presentation of Don Juan in Hell by George Bernard Shaw.
0: For the location of your nearest Autolite spark plug or Autolite battery dealer, or your nearest authorized Autolite service station, phone Western Union by number and ask for operator 25. Switch to Autolite. Good night.